Welcome to We Digress with Joy and Jess. Join hosts and longtime friends Joy Simpson and Jess Perry as they tackle the stuff of life the only way they know how, with honesty, faith, and humor. This is We Digress with Joy and Jess. Hey everyone, welcome to We Digress with Joy and Jess. I am Jess. I am Joy. You know, it's funny. The I'm last couple stop of that. no, wait, no, because <laughs> the last couple of podcasts we put out, like as I've watched them, you've uh, you've sung, and then you're like, "Why did I sing? I never sing." But literally, it's like the last three. Um, so that might just be your thing now. I even did it on one of my beauty vlog videos, and <laughs> the Lord has I put a song like, in your heart. Joy, really, get it together. But if you're gonna be authentically yourself. You might as well do what you would do anyway, you know. Right. So, <laughs> like I applied to be on uh, Pressure Luck, and um, first of all, I love game shows. If you guys don't know, like I she love is. game shows, I love trivia, I love all that stuff. And Pressure Luck, like the prizes are insane, but I just really like the show. So my mom's like, "You should apply. You should apply. You should apply." So I applied, and the other night she's like, "If you get on." you have to be like your animated self, not like, you know, you're like reserve joy. And I was like, I got like, this. She's like, you're not always met? like that in public. And that's why people are shocked when you do crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, you're not wrong, but I would be animated if I got on the show. So right. I would like to get on that show. I would also like to get on beach Shazam because I'm really good at that game. I have, I'm unfamiliar with this game. Beach Shazam. So you know what the Shazam app is, right? Yes. So oh, for those of oh, you who don't oh, know what the Shazam app is, oh, yeah. it's the music app that if you're like, I don't know what this song is, and you play, you hit the app, and it tells you what the song is. So the show um, is hosted by Jamie Foxx and his daughter, Corinne, which is kind of funny because Corinne is half black, half white. And some songs, like her not-so-black side comes out. And some songs, she'd be really trying to get that black side groove, and it's not working, but it's funny. Anyway, um, when your dad's Jamie Foxx and you don't have the best rhythm, it's a little funny. Mm, I'm just true. saying. That's true. But, so on this show, it's usually three teams in the beginning, and they play a song, usually with words, and they give you four options. You hit, and you figure out what the song is based on who has the most money by the end of the second round the third team goes the third team with the least amount of money goes home then they do it where there's no lyrics just the music and then um you do you go back and forth with two teams and by the final team gets to play for like a million dollars if you get five songs in a row correct um and it's anywhere is all popular music is anywhere from country to broadway to commercials to tv theme songs to like whatever between that and name that tune i would love to go on either one of those, oh yeah but for real yeah i'm like competitive at home like i'm like shouting out answers like you dummy that was shake it off like why do you not know that song like it's bad i have a problem and then i'm like low-key rude to the people on tv who aren't doing so great at the game anyway but we digress a little early my bad <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that's today funny. is brought to you by coffee oh god bless it 
I have been, I was telling Joe before we started, like I have been going just a million miles an hour because. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. As promised, we're going to do the update, update on the situation. Um, yes. Let me, let me just tell you that it has been <clears throat> crazy. Crazy is the only thing. So you guys have been following along with the saga and you know how we've just had these just stupid delays and like, mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. So the, the I'm going to try and give you guys the short version of it because the long version won't make you crazy and we'll be here till God comes back. But um, so basically what happened was <laughs> we signed a contract to move out here uh, or to, to build a house rather in May of 2021. Yes. With the anticipation that it was going to be done in May of 2022, May 22nd to be exact was the estimated completion date. Now, you know, you expect a few delays here or there, but you know, around May of 2022 should be done. Well, we ended up moving out here earlier than anticipated because of my dad's trying to prep for my dad's surgeries. And that was a whole other series of delays too. It feels like the last 15, 18 years have been <laughs> delays. No, just kidding. Um, so we moved out here in November and uh-huh. because we were out here, we were able to keep an eye on the progress of the build or lack uh-huh. thereof. And, uh-huh. um, they didn't even pour the foundation until November after we arrived. No, December wasn't the foundation to get poured till December. Right. At that point, we'd already been under contract for five months or so. Uh, yeah. no, seven months, right? Hold on. Was it? May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, seven months. Mathing is hard. Um, so we didn't been under contract seven months by the time they actually just poured the foundation. Uh, and then we didn't go vertical until April. So they had a foundation port, but we didn't have any walls until April, which again was another delay of four months beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. So we are 11 months in and they have gone vertical. And there were things that were done here and there, but by the time 15 months rolled around, we had a roof and we didn't have siding. We had electrical and we had ducting and windows, most of the windows, not even all the windows. Uh And that was it. And work hadn't, not a thing had been done on the house in about a month. And we started to go, Hey, come on guys, this is ridiculous. We're three months past the day that you guys said we were supposed to be at. What's going on? And my dad and mom were building a house in the same development. They were across mm-hmm. the street and one house over. And so right. um, my, and they were in the same boat. They were a little bit further along than we were, but they were essentially at the same spot. We had kind of stalled right. out at the same place. And so my dad went down there one day and noticed that um, their building permit was looked like it expired. It had an expiration date on it. We were past the expiration uh, date. Uh-huh, and then uh-huh. he noticed that we didn't even have a building permit attached to ours. There's a little box they put in front that you're supposed to put that stuff in. And so my dad, not trusting the builder who has done nothing but lie and make excuses for 15 months, right. he goes down to city hall, which is just, you know, a couple miles down the road. And they're very helpful. And they said, well, actually it doesn't expire. Cause as long as you're doing work on it, it stays, you know, um, which uh-huh. fun fact, we have some friends that were buying the house two doors down from us and their house had had a permit pulled before either of our houses and no work had been done on theirs except the foundation and they hadn't done any work. 
So they wow. shoddily put up, in fact, they had taken the lumber that was delivered for their house and moved it to one of the spec homes that they're building. And a spec home is basically, we had been, we had purchased the house or we had selected the house and selected the lot and selected the features. A spec home means that they just build out a house that they want mm-hmm. on their lot and then you just buy that house. And so they had taken the lumber that our friends had been delivered for our friend's house and they had moved it to the same model spec home two doors down. Um, And so their house was in even further behind than ours was. Their trusses were in awful shape. Um, They had been sitting stored improperly for six months on the ground. Um, They were warped and covered in mold. Ours was warped and covered in what looks like mold. Um, and that was the next thing that we, my dad found out. So going back to the, to the inspector, uh, they had put a stop work order on our house and huh. on our friends, Gary and Anthony, their house, um, because the trusses were bad and were the, there's the way trusses are manufactured. It's very important at the truss on the house. For those of you that, that don't know, I didn't know men, much of this. Until this happened. So until all of this was going on for for all of us who watch Chip and Joanna Gaines tear out walls and they talk about having to put a header in basically the, the trusses are what supports the roof and depending on how the trusses uh, are built, that's where the load is carried for the entire okay. structure of the house. So the trusses are really important because they distribute the load to different places in <clears throat> the the home so that that's how your mm-hmm. roof maintains well the trusses are manufactured to very specific specifications um, so that they can distribute the load and not fall apart and they are connected with these metal plates and so you'll see mm-hmm. a truss and it looks like a w and then it's got kind of stuff you know depending on the shape there's different shape trusses for different shaped roofs and stuff like that but basically mm-hmm. you'll see these angled pieces of lumber that connect all together and every point where they connect, they are connected with hammers and nails and stuff, but they're also connected, not hammers, they're connected with nails. You use the hammer. But they're also connected with these like metal plates, excuse me, that, um, that like attach and kind of cover up all of the connection points. Well, mm-hmm. they were stored incorrectly. And so all of the plate joists were popping out, which, affects the structural integrity of that truss. Mm, well, by this okay. point, we have a roof and we have uh, ducting for the AC. And so if our trusses are bad, that means they have to tear down the roof that they've just installed. They have to tear down all of the ducting and they have wow. to take it down to essentially square one. I mean, square two, maybe um, in order to do this. And plus they're going to wow. have to order all that stuff. And so we started pitching a fit because this is ridiculous. They have screwed this up every step of the way. The quality has been so bad. They have lied through their teeth numerous their times. Their integrity to us. is terrible. They don't and, have any at this point. And there was a, a sort of not quite the final conversation, but gearing up to the final conversation where I had a conversation with the sales manager This was when they were, Mm -hmm. they had a clause in the contract that says if they could, if they had to, if they had an increase in their, increase in their costs, they could raise our price to reflect that increase in costs. They raised our price $87,000 on this home. They raised the price on this house, $87,500. And I lost it. On and 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 in in full disclosure to everyone listening, it was not my finest hour, and I have um, genuinely um, 
I apologized after the fact to the sales manager for my behavior that the, the, the sort of the, uh, ad hominem, it wasn't even ad hominem attacks. It was very pointed. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wish I could actually heard this conversation. Like she told me about this, but I wish I could have heard it. I'm sorry, Lord, but it's it's actually recorded. I'll play it for you. I did record the conversation. Um, but we, we're not, I, I'm already falling on my We're not going to play it on the show. No one needs to hear this, but, um, I, um, I would, I, I, I legitimately asked her, I was like, how can you ethically be okay with that as a person, like on the inside, knowing what your company has done? How can you be okay with this? Um, yeah. Because genuinely, I mean, she lied to me on behalf of the company, admitted she lied that the company told her to say one thing, even though they knew it wasn't true. Uh, I mean, right, all of this right. kind of stuff. Um, and by the way, this company is Dreamfinders Homes. I have no problem telling you that the company is Dreamfinders Homes. If you have her, um, do not or do not purchase from Dreamfinders Homes. We were beginning to so kind of concurrently with all of this. I had found a group of Dreamfinders customers online, and began to hear the horror stories about this house and about their houses and about what was going on. There is a, and around the same time, there was an article released in the Orlando Sentinel talking about a DreamFinders home customer where the house was so poorly built that the plumbing is not graded correctly and all of their sewage, their raw sewage backs up into the house. Oh my gosh. Um, and DreamFinders has given them solutions that are, they won't refund the money for the house they they just keep giving them solutions that don't work and don't make sense. Um, and so DreamFinders is a horribly unethical company. They happen to sponsor the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the home sponsor for the Jaguars. Um, but they are abhorrent. Person, I, I doubt the personal integrity of nearly every person that works there, with the exception of a couple people that we've dealt with who know what's going on and are highly apologetic. Um as much as they can be and are allowed to be. Um, right. And so this conversation bore another conversation where we met with not only that sales manager, my dad and I both went down and met with a sales manager and um, the division president um, who was new to the job and said that all of the problems were the, the problems of the last guy. Um, yeah, okay. Let me do my, the people's eyebrow raise in honor of the rock. Go the rock. Um, sorry, my husband's wow. watching a lot of wrestling lately and some <laughs> like, not like, but like old school wrestling, like wrestling from the early 2000s when the, the rock wrestling, was like, like I used to watch yeah. with my dad growing up. Cause this yeah. new wrestling. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Y'all are doing too much. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually went to like a local wrestling match. Like wrestling is big here, apparently in coastal Georgia and our church really? hosted an event. I, I saw that event. your church hosted a wrestling event, it's which wild. is very cool. It was. And I saw that your church hosted an Emmy event, which was beautiful. That was the volunteer um, appreciation event. It was really cool. It looks like the Emmys and it, it was, was gorgeous. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Gateway can't church. wait to visit there when I come. So that's <laughs> going to be really nice. And I saw a beautiful clip of Jess leading worship with their praise team this was, past yeah. Sunday. It was beautiful. Je- First of all, you guys know Jess is a really great Thanks. Um, vocalist, musician, and worship leader. Um, so I'm glad to see her in her element. Do Other than the stuff that we do, that is also her element. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Oh, but yeah, wrestling, old school wrestling, 
Yeah. This Way better. Is... I used to watch it when I was with with my dad when I was little. Mm-hmm. This new stuff is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't... If you do like wrestling, as we digress really quickly, yeah. watch Young Rock, the sitcom. It's streaming okay. as well for the first two seasons. Because he grew up with all those old school yeah. wrestlers. His father was Rocky Johnson, who yeah. was big time wrestler his grandfather had his own wrestling federation as well as was a big time wrestler his grandmother ran the federation when the grandfather died but he grew up having andre the giant taking him fishing when he was having some issues that he couldn't talk to his parents about so uncle andre like volunteered to take him fishing and do life lessons like macho um randy you know randy savage he grew up around all those people and it also talks about the highs and lows of being a child of a wrestler um, and some of the mistakes that his father made um, in his career that um, never got his dad where he should have been um, because of politics or whatever. But it's also a comedy. So it's like, it's this beautiful like insight into the Aww. rocks, like childhood. They hired a lot of Hawaiian, um, oh, awesome, and Samoan and Tongan people for the show because he is African American and Samoan. Um, it's beautiful. I love it. It's hilarious. Didn't think I was gonna like it. My mom and I watch it. We love it. So if you're into like wrestling and you like like document, it's like documentary style because his character was like running for president for 2026. 830 or something <laughs> like that so it's like giving this background history um, and on i it. don't want to give anything away but yeah i think it's funny but and then he has clips of like real like his real mom shows up um on a couple scenes he talks about the relationship with his business partner who is also his ex-wife but his best friend kind of like wayne brady like him and his wife are best friends also business partners but they're not married anymore like it's that kind of it's really cool you you realize how the rock got into wrestling because he started out as a football player and all of that so i'll have to tell John about that because i think he'll like that I think he would. It's really good. And it's it's entertaining. You get to see some insight and some backgrounds on how some of your favorite wrestlers got started and how his dad kind of like made some of the people who they are today, yeah. like who we know. For and sure. it's really interesting. Talk about them being poor, um, talking about like moving to the, the mainland after living in Hawaii and all of that stuff. So it's really good. It's really good. Okay. So, so we digress. We digress. So anyway, so what were we talking, we were talking, where were we in the story? You were um, talking about the integrity of sales managers and how oh, you and your dad talked to them. We were and... at this meeting and mm-hmm. basically um, the division president was utterly unapologetic, could tell mm-hmm. us, was just uh, awful, threatened to throw me off of the property for trying to record the conversation, you know, all this kind of stuff. And um What? I didn't yeah. know that part. I had my phone out and he goes, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to leave if you record this conversation. I was like, fine, whatever. I won't record it. That's because but, they know they're shady. Yes. They, if he had nothing to hide, he wouldn't have cared. If you had nothing to hide, it. they wouldn't have had a yeah. problem with that. Um, so it was, it was intense. It was an intense conversation. The crux of the matter is when by this point we knew that we had, I was starting to get almost panicked. Probably, I would say probably five or six weeks ago, I started to have this panic feeling about this house going. Mm-hmm. We don't know when it's going to be done. Interest rates have 
doubled at least since we signed the mm-hmm. contract and they're continuing to go up. They think they're going to go up to 9% or 8% within the next mm. year. So, I mean, so I'm sitting here panicking. Meanwhile, we're, we're just, we've had this unsettled feeling hanging over our heads for 15 months because we knew we were moving and then we knew we were moved, but we were, weren't in our home. Like we were just unsettled. Like we're still in boxes and you know, we're in this apartment, which has been right. a great apartment and we love it. Because you weren't prepared to be in the apartment as long as you've been in the apartment. Right. Like we thought it was going to be yeah. a couple months and here we are coming up on the end of our year lease. And it's like, that's yeah. fine. Like we don't, like we're in a good position. God's been generous with us. But at the same time, it's just like, I want to be done. I want to be in this home. I'm tired of this uncertainty for no yeah. good reason. You want to be settled. You want to be comfortable. You want to be able to, I feel like once you get into that place in your home, like everything else would be not saying it's going to be super easy or anything. No, but I but feel like we'll be settled. At things least. are going to be settled and you're going to be able to focus on, you know, doing other things. Cause this has been a stress. This has been it is. Um, a major um, hiccup yeah. and stress in your life, John's life, your parents' life, you know? Yeah. Um, it will, and, and the thing is like, we, we have been just trying to figure something out with mm-hmm. like, like we can't, we can't entertain in this house. And that's a big part of who we are. We're trying to build connections here. We want to have people over. We want to have parties and we kind of can't like this. As is long not- as they know I'm more important. That's <laughs> fine. Always. I was Always. having a brat moment. Sorry guys. Continue. Always. Um, don't worry. So, um, so anyways, about five or six weeks ago, I had just started yes. to panic. Like we have to get away from this house. And I, I think that yeah. sometimes God uses <clears throat> those, that emotion. Like we, Scripture says, be anxious for nothing. And he and right. says, in all things, cast your cares on the Lord and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I agree yeah. that that is true. But sometimes I really believe that God uses our emotions and our, um, our feelings as guideposts yeah. for us. Like we have to be in like, yeah. I, I, when it becomes unhealthy, obviously that's not good. But sometimes God uses... Like we, we experience pain and fear for a reason. They are warning symbols. What does C.S. Lewis say? Pain is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Like these things that happen in our lives. And so sometimes I believe that God uses that sense of panic or that sense of um, like almost, it, it, it was an odd sense of like, desperation. Like I was daily checking realtor.com trying to find a house in the neighborhood that we wanted to be in. Um, and going, there's nothing else on the market. There's nothing else on the market. There's nothing else on the market in our price range. There's plenty if we wanted to spend a million plus, <laughs> but right, ballers on a budget. <laughs> You're like, and I moved out of California right. for this, so no. <laughs> so there was this one house that was in our price range. It was on mm-hmm. the very, very tippy top of the price range, um, but it was the only thing that was going to be up in our price range that was a single family house in the neighborhood. And, um, and it was under contingent. So it was under contract. Um, Mm -hmm. but they hadn't taken the contingencies off and and closed and it had been Mm -hmm. under contingent and it was contingent and it was contingent. Like I kept my eye on it and I finally called Mm -hmm. our realtor and I said, Hey, how firm is this contingent? Like, is this a thing? And she goes, let me call the realtor. She calls me back. She goes, it's really, really contingent. It's going to close like tomorrow. And I went, okay. The next morning, my mother-in-law calls John at work and says that house is back on the market. And I, or it was like two days later, I guess it was that house is back Mm -hmm. on the market. And, um, John's like, what call Jessica? I'm at work. I can't do anything. (laughs) So mom calls me. 
I go, oh my gosh, it is. I pull up realtor.com. Sure enough, back on the market. And the one day I don't check, right? And thankfully, my, my mother-in-law also has the check realtor.com every day, uh, Jean. So, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> she, we call the agent. We say, put an offer in. And there's a mm-hmm. bunch of back and forth and a bunch of back and forth. We ended up with the house. Um, we closed Friday. Meanwhile, with... And the house is beautiful. It's beautiful. It, she it needs a lot of work. Realtor, it's a little bit of a fixer-upper. Yeah, she sent me the realtor.com such, uh, pictures and stuff so I could look at it. Um, we prayed about it because she was like, hey, pray. This house is on the market. It was a house they had been looking at. And I knew what was what was going on. So we prayed. I told mom to pray. Yeah. You know, mom was like, tell her, don't rush. Let God do it, you know. And yeah. the next thing we knew, Jess was like, we got the house. Got and the I house. was just like, oh, my gosh. You have no idea the praise that went up for that. Because this has really been. It's been a stressful thing. A stressful thing, and I am so sorry for those of you who are watching. I am working on not hitting my desk so much that my <laughs> camera shakes. I watched an episode for like a couple episodes ago, and it was like, I hope y'all didn't get vertical if you were watching. My apologies, and I just realized I did it anyway. But we digress. <laughs> it's the learning curve of a podcast, right? <laughs> it really is. It is, but um, it just shows you that you know. God blows your mind when it's the least expected, you know what I mean? And I told Jess, all of that, all of that could have been that he was getting you to this because you got to me even better. Oh, other than you have to do some work on the things, but you got even better of a home in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. um, Without a doubt. Then you would have gotten with dream finders and dream finders. I pray that there's some form of integrity that comes into your company and into the people that work for you. Um, because you can't keep doing people like that. It is not okay. Um, whether you're a believer or not a believer, it is a human moral yeah, it's just situation. Like an ethics be situation. a better person, have better ethics. We people, this is why people don't trust big business. And this is why people don't trust certain things and they're afraid to start buying homes and they're afraid to make big purchases because of situations like this. And I'm so grateful to God that he opened this door for Jess and John, because if there are two people deserving of God's best, it is the two of them. Um, They are so giving. They're so loving. I mean, uh, we joked the first season um, that John was like, our husband, like between me, Ashley, April, he, because John generally genuinely takes care of us. Like if I, I know when I am, when I'm at their house and things like that, he, I don't have to worry about anything. John and Jess got it. And John will make sure she's okay. All in the process. Um, an example of a wonderful husband. And I just Um, applaud John for that. He's really great. So that's why I believe that, um, Everything that you do for others and you do it for out of the kindness of your heart, you're not ever looking for anything. You don't necessarily want, you know, recognition for things. Um, God rewards us and sometimes his reward um, just comes out of nowhere. Like this house literally came out of nowhere. Like It, it was it really just did. like in um, all that stress and all that trauma and drama, um, 
at this point, it's like, okay, it's worth it because God's timing. Right. Um, it, it's, it's beautiful. And I, I'm excited. The, the house is closed, correct? You yes. Have keys. We have keys. You we, guys we have had, we had working. our first guests in the home, even though we're not moved in. We, we have some friends from church who, um, work, uh, the husband works in contracting. And so they came over and kind of took a look at some things for us. And so we had them over for dinner of sorts on a, on a, <laughs> on a camp table and some camp chairs. And Beautiful though. Of, yeah. And, and here's, here's the really cool thing. And first off, thank you for that. That was you're welcome. Overwhelming. Um, and, um, in my sincerest wish is that, um, you find your own John, um, because you deserve that as well. And, um, that's my wish for April you and Ashley, right? Everybody <laughs> like, um, find, find, I, I, I hope that, I hope that there is, uh, a, a man of my husband's cal- caliber for everyone who, yeah. who is looking for one. Um, yeah. but I, I mean, I'm biased and I'll say that I think he's the Not best everybody's ever, but... husbands care about their friends. You know yeah. what I mean? You, I, I've seen, I've, I know there's a lot of relationships out there like that and I've seen them, but I've also seen the relationships like that show people, that show friends do you. <laughs> yeah. John's not like no. that. He genuinely cares about Jessica's yeah. friends. And he's a, that's really amazing. He's, he's pretty good. Don't, I mean, don't tell him we said all this about him. He'll get a big head. <laughs> but, um, but going back yeah. to the house, there's a couple of really, really cool things that happened. Yes. So one, when they raised the price, $87,000, it triggered a seven-day clause in the contract that says that if we don't accept the clause, we get our earnest money back. So that triggered that clause. We accepted, obviously. Um, and today, I picked up the check and deposited the check. So we are officially done with DreamFinders. Um but here's, here's, here's the other neat thing. So for 15 months, we had been dreaming and planning and we had, uh, for those of you who are friends of ours on Facebook, you, you've probably seen the photos of this stunning lagoon view Beautiful. that we had. It was just gorgeous. I mean, Georgia throws skies like you've never seen. They're just amazing. And this had a beautiful lagoon back with these beautiful skies and the reflection on the water. It was gorgeous. Um, and so we it's were, mesmerizing, honestly, we were really <laughs> bummed because the house was beautiful. Like we loved the house and I, mm-hmm. I still love the house. And if I'm honest, I prefer that house. However, I'm falling in love with this one more and more as, as time goes on. We had 15 months to dream about this one and we've had two weeks to dream about ours. <laughs> so right, we're, we're right. still getting to know it. But, um, so that beautiful lagoon view, we still have a lagoon view. Um, there's a lot of lagoons in coastal Georgia. It's one of the ways that we manage our water and rainwater runoff because we have like rain here. It's a weird thing, like in California. Although y'all got some this last couple of weeks, but um, yeah, we had hot rain. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. I understand. <laughs> we have hot rain here. It's the it's a mind like mind blown. I don't understand this. We definitely had hot rain. Yeah. So we have a beautiful lagoon view. It's gorgeous. It needs, you know, some trees need to be trimmed, but it looks almost like an English countryside out the back of our. It does. It's, it's beautiful crazy. And we are in the custom section of Savannah quarters, which is, um, a, we are next to stupidly giant houses. Our house is, it's way too big. It's way, way bigger than we need it to be. It's not way too big. It's perfect for what God has for you. Period. (laughs) It's way too big for me to clean. I think is the only thing I'm saying. Well, well, thank right? you, God, for a housekeeper with decent rates so they don't have <laughs> we'll to spend an arm right. and a leg. Because it is a big house. It is a big house. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more house than we were looking for. Um, but it, that's the thing. 
here's so this is the the funny thing beautiful lagoon view way better built home brick masonry so it's like a solid sturdy house Mm -hmm. in this gorgeous section everyone thinks that that we are loaded like everybody else in the neighborhood i'm like no we're not we just stumbled into it um but um god places us where we need to be so so (laughs) beautiful house beautiful lagoon view John has an office in almost the same location as he did in the other house that we were looking at. I'm going That's to have awesome. an almost identical office as to what I was going to have before. The same. Remember, we've talked about that white, the all white room in like the attic type thing. The, the vision that I had about where our studio space and recording was. This is yeah. going to look almost identical. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the only thing it's not the same is it doesn't have a bathroom attached to that room, but it's like down the hall. Um, okay. And there's more bathrooms to choose from now because we have five bathrooms between two stories. It's two story. It's too many bathrooms. Like I said, there's two of us. It's wonderful. We have our choice. It's bathrooms. wonderful. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but all of that, and you want to know what the funny thing is? So the, the price that they raised the other house to ended up being $500 more than this house was. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> And this is like double the square footage of the lot. The lot is like a half acre lot. Like it's huge. Yeah, and it's it, huge. And it's better built and like high-end finishings all throughout. Like they're old. They're 20 years old, but they were really good finishings. But it's really ago. good finishings. So it's like yeah. all this stuff. And wonderful. You know, so I just excited. sit there and I go, Lord, <laughs> thank you for redeeming the time. That was wasted. Um, we had a two week mm-hmm. close cause we were able to move. There was a lesson in it though. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and like, like I mentioned, there's a lot of work to do. In fact, um, we had a contractor out this morning and he told us, he quoted us like $45,000 to fix our master bathroom. And I went, <laughs> so, um, uh, we're, we're looking at some DIY YouTube channels tonight and it might be John and Jess try to build a bathroom. Um, so please record that. Oh my Just- gosh. Maybe it's a new YouTube series. That's how we, that's how we pay for it is for we real. try to film ourselves. First time DIYers, we're just going to jump right into a bathroom. Cause why not? Um, but, I love that Jess texted me a couple of weeks ago and was like, so would you rather have a view Yes. or would you rather have your own bathroom? And it was funny because I told my mom about this last week and she's like, you know, I, I don't even know, need to know or ask you what you said. You said the view, didn't you? Of course I did. And it's a wise <laughs> I could walk to the bathroom. And, and by not having your own bathroom, it means that it's just not attached to the room, but it's literally on the other side of the door. Yeah. So it's no the same biggie. distance. So, yeah. I love views. Jessica knows that. So the fact that she could even think of me in her new home, just... I don't care who's visiting. That is my room. Like that is it. <laughs> well, you know, we're, yeah, it's, we're, we're really excited about what, it's what everything's going to be. And um, yeah. our goal is to, we have to, we're going to be out in California um, at the first week of October for my friend Carla's right. funeral. Um, right. And then, but our hope is to be into the house by the end of October. Cause that's when our lease is up here at the apartment. And if we don't have to, that'd be a wonderful, way, wonderful way to celebrate your anniversary. Yes. And, well, and that's the other thing, like we're also going to be out of town for our anniversary. So mm. we got a lot going mm-hmm. on, which that's been in the works for couple months a while yeah mm-hmm. we're going up to, to northern georgia to the mountains the mountains 
Wonderful. Um, yeah. So I, it's just, I know we had promised a thrilling conclusion, um, but the, the, the other thing that's kind of crazy <laughs> is the morning that Bonnie called John and said the house is back on the market is literally the morning that <clears> I had <throat> cried in the shower because I told the Lord I was just done. I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm yeah. so tired of all of this. I can't, this stress is killing me. Like I, I, I can't do this anymore. And within hours I had that phone call from Bonnie. Um, and God is so good. He, he really mean. is. And, and, and I'll be the first one to tell you that over the last couple of years, as you guys have heard on this podcast and as Joy and I have talked, like I've struggled, I've struggled a lot with God. Um, and it's not that I've never not loved him and it's not that I've never thought that right. he didn't love me. I just thought maybe he didn't like me very much and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, and thinking that my, never. my good, my best wasn't good enough for him. And, and that's maybe why that's, those are the reasons that things are on. And, and life is not perfect, certainly with this house. And, and I don't want to pretend that, you know, oh, everything's hunky dory and I don't have any concerns, you know. As Joy said, you know, hopefully the house is not too big. We, I, I still, we, we, we prayed over the rooms that there would be children to fill them. And like, that's still a heavy hurt, but, um, mm -hmm. the wind that this provided and this sense of God's timing mm -hmm. and his generosity to us within that timing has been really, yeah. um, beautiful and really helpful. And yeah. I'm thankful for it because I, my hope, my greatest hope for this house is that it becomes a place of, and this was the theme that we prayed over every room after we closed. We said, Lord, we want this house to be a place of respite. We want this to be a place of, of rejuvenation, not just for us, but for everybody who walks in the doors of this house. We want it to be a place where people can come and feel restoration and feel yeah. um, renewed. Um, because you know, my, my long-term dream is to have a place where pastors and ministry staff can come and have renewal. And so in the interim, I, I hope that that is what our home can be. And, you know, I, I have dreams of having mm -hmm. our, our worship team and our front, you know, our executive church staff and everybody come in and, and I can just bless them and say, come and have a meal and hang out. And this is a safe place mm -hmm. to come and mm -hmm. re relax. Like come and hang up by the, by the lagoon, like rest, come in and rest. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's what we hope to be able to do with this house. That's just where our heart is. And I'm grateful that God has done that. And I, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a long and crazy story, but, um, you know, I, we were talking earlier in the story that we're going to tell next about your mom and kind of this, um, God's, yeah. God's generosity in the midst of tragedy. Um, yeah, I, I am just really, really thankful for, um, even when we don't see him working or can't see him working, he's still working or, or are so too close to the situation, I guess is the way to put mm -hmm. it. When we're, we can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. God is working even when we don't think he is. And, mm. and look, I'm not going to be the person that faults you for thinking that God isn't working. Cause I thought he wasn't working for us. I thought he had just was leaving things. Um, my dad talks a lot about the concept of the fullness of time you see in scripture, yeah. like when the time was just right in the fullness of time in this month and it was, things have to happen. And, um, yeah, yeah. And someday I will learn that lesson. <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> getting Let me tell you from the time we've been in, cause we've, like I said, we've been friends for 20, 22, 
uh, yeah, almost 20 Literally years. 22 years, yeah. Yeah, it was 22 in August. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in this partnership phase that we've been in, in the last four-ish years, um, <laughs> I have seen you grow differently. You've always, like you said, you've always been a believer. You always love God. You've always been a minister. You always believe God loved you. Um, but I've seen the struggle um, with not just um, housing and jobs, but the infertility issues and the things like that and how to continue to trust God when everything else. And I've seen you grow in that. And I've seen, um, you know, so when you say, I'm trying to get better. You have. Give yourself credit. <laughs> um, I know the just that only thought one way, believe one way yeah. 20 years ago, 15 even, because that's what was taught at that time. And then I've seen the just that has realized there's more to the relationship with God. There's more to kingdom there's more to believer than what we've always known in our one little corner in our own little chair and have expanded your you've wanted to expand your understanding which is why we had the holy spirit right. episodes and we the things like that and i believe that that has has stretched you um because if you didn't have if you were still the just from 20 years ago 15 years ago you would have broken by now yeah, because the foundation you you know what I'm saying like I so give yourself credit is my point. Give yourself credit. Well, thanks. You have definitely grown spiritually, um, and and, and as we both have, I believe, and it, it's I'm excited because uh, a couple of weeks ago Jess was just like she said something. I went into research about it. I prayed about it. Went back to her and said, "Hey, so that thing you mentioned, I think we should do it because I prayed about it." And you know, so one of the things she said to me was. <laughs> This is why I love you. I think something and you just go, okay, this is how we can make it happen. And I hear, because I hear her heart. It's not just like get rich quick schemes. Everything I mean, a couple of us, that so. she said, <laughs> everything that we talk about and she mentions, you know, she always says like, I'm the vision person. And she's like the other, you know, she does all the, cause she does all the stuff. Like she does all the <laughs> stuff. I'm not going to lie. Like I, Thank you, Jesus, for Jessica. She does all the stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but it was funny because everything that you mentioned, I don't know if you noticed, it connects to the other things that we're already yeah. doing. It's just different branches of it. So it's not like it's far-fetched. It's not like... And so I jump the gun sometimes because I'm like excited, like, let's go, Jesus. I have the faith that it's going to happen. Let's go. Like, let's do it. And she has to kind of bring me back down to the earth some days and <laughs> but i but it also helps because i'm like jess come on let's go yeah she, she just go it along. like yeah and so anyway um give yourself credit well, because thanks. the things that you mentioned are not just because you came to your mind it's because the holy spirit gave it to you yeah and that's what i wanted you to yeah out of everything i just said that's <laughs> what i wanted you to get um well, well and, and, and yeah the other thing the other thing that i that i for everybody listening that I, I would want to encourage you with, I, for many years talking about kind of like who I used to be, like, you know, we, we get this, we have this message that is kind of sent to us where it's like, you know, 
<laughs> at the end of our lives, when we have our funerals and what they say about us at our funeral, it's like, well, yeah. she had faith and she never wavered and she was always steadfast. And, and I look at my own life and I go, well, I'm not that. I must not be a very good Christian. And, <laughs> and, and, and I've been there. Yeah. And, and here's, here's my encouragement to you in that. I think there is more value in the battle than we give it credit for. Um, yeah. Like, it would be great to, in the face of everything, have a um, an epic, steadfast uh, movie of the of the month uh, mm-hmm. faith, where you know you are just quiet and cheerful in the face of right. adversity and every you know it's there's like a Mariah Carey wind machine and you're just standing there like a <laughs> like a, a resolute machine. like <laughs> you know. And, and and I'll I'll be real real honest that um I really don't think life works that way and I don't think we're bad Christians if that's not how we react when life gets hard. Yeah. There is there is there is a blessing that comes from the battle um when we battle with God. Um it's interesting the day that we're recording this mm-hmm. um Lecrae, and I actually haven't read, had a chance to read the full quote. I've read part of it. Um, but he talked about um, deconstruction, and he's talking about deconstruction and that there's two kinds of deconstruction. And there's a good deconstruction mm-hmm. and there's a, a not good deconstruction. And mm-hmm. and in much the same way, he, he says, you know, if you are deconstructing your faith as a way to get rid of all the stuff that is not of God or that is clouded your relationship with God. That's a good deconstruction. Mm -hmm. It's the one that, that just writes God off and says, no, that's, that's not a good deconstruction. Um, Mm -hmm. and much the same way. I think that battling through with God, I once, I once heard someone say something along the lines of any situation that draws you to the feet of Jesus is ultimately a good situation. Yeah. And, And I think that's true because even when I was, mad at God or have been mad at God or angry at God or don't understand God or have been hurt by God. Cause those are all mm-hmm. very real things. Um, as long as it, it, it's, if I had ever walked away from God and said, no, I'm done. That's when the conversation can't continue. That's where the growth can't happen. But going back to God and, and right. telling him even, I don't like you very much right now because you hurt. This hurts. And I don't understand and mm-hmm. why and asking mm-hmm. god those questions yeah is important for us because yeah. when we look like at the book of job and job he asks god those questions he battles through with god on those questions um and his friends are like curse god and die and job's like shut up you know and and god ultimately is like you guys are dumb. Um that's the Jessica paraphrase version of the, that story but <laughs> I love it. I love it. But the thing is that 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 Job kept going back and battling with God and he kept pleading his case. Um yeah. and saying, "Look, I know what I know is true and I know that what you who you are is true." Um right. but they are not matching up right now, so you have to come through and you have to do this. Um I think that, that there is value in that because it says to us and it says to God, you are valuable and important to me. And this relationship that we have is valuable and important to me enough that I'm willing to come back and, and duke this out with you 
kind of right. an, an Israel in the desert thing, you know, Jacob in the desert right. where he battles with God and he wrestles with God. Yeah. And God says, all right, you've wrestled good. Now you get to walk with this limp, but you'll always remember the encounter you had with me. And, and now I'm going to give you a new name and man, you know, yeah. it's, and I think that that is that, that kind of be- willingness to do battle with God, not in yeah. a, I want my way and I'm going to overcome and beat you and you're going to do what I want way. But in a, I, I, I need to wrestle through this with you. There is yeah. value in the wrestling. There is value in that. And I'm not done wrestling with God. There are still as plenty of things to wrestle through with God. <laughs> and, <laughs> right, right, and right. That, and that is okay. And I'm trying to remind myself that as long as I continue to go back to him on that, I think he... I don't want to speak for God in this, but I think scripture tells us that he is okay with that. Um, That he is okay with us having that kind of wrestling moment with him. So if you are listening or watching this and you are like, I don't, I don't think God wants me to do battle with him. I don't think God wants me to do that. Give him the opportunity to come through for you. Even when it thinks, when you think all hope is lost, because I thought all hope is lost. Um, Right. And, and see what he will do for you. Um, yeah, because you may not get the thing that you've been asking for. It may not happen. Let's be full disclosure. Like there may not be a happy ending and even the happy ending may not be perfect. No happy ending ever is. Um, right. Until we get to see Jesus, that will be the only perfect happy ending. Um, there will always be something because that's life. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but just, keep going back and keep wrestling with him. Um, there is, there is value in that and it is important. So that's my little sermonette. for yeah. today. <laughs> Well, I mean, real, real relationship with God requires real honesty. It requires being real. Yeah. Um, our relationship with God is not required to be perfect. No. Um, we are not required to be perfect in order to have one. If you are in a marriage of friendship, a relationship with an, you know, you have a significant other or whatever, you know that there are times where you have to be completely raw and real with that partner, with that friendship. And that's how you guys build and grow and right. learn, learn from each other. God does the same thing. It's the same situation with God. You have to be, even though he knows, he wants you to speak up. When you're mm-hmm. mad, he wants you to speak Absolutely. up. When you're happy, he wants you to speak up. When mm-hmm. you're sad, he wants you to speak up. And we have to get out of this mindset that our relationship with God has to look like one way in order for us to be accepted um, into the kingdom of God, into as a believer, as a Christian, as a speaker, as a teacher, as a person. We don't have to be a specific, there was no, the only rules, you know, there are some rules and some regulations for believers in the word, but it does not say dress this way, talk this way be this way, pray this way. Mm-hmm. There are ways to pray. There are things that we learn and grow. It is the book that we are supposed to use as the guidance for our life. But he wants real relationship with you. And I, I, I think I sent you this uh, earlier this week or maybe end of last week. Um, Jackie. Oh, Jackie Hill Perry. Jackie Hill Perry um, had like a, 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 she said she had just had like this conversation with God like earlier that day in her car, like, God, I've basically been doing too much. Like, I'm I'm feeling bad because my relationship with you is going this way when I thought that I have to. Basically, she was like, we don't have to work so hard 
to have a relationship with God because we don't have to be one thing because though he is always with us, he Mm -hmm. is always there. Whether we see it, feel it, whatever, we don't have to be, he's just there. So he's accessible to us. Um, And that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. His accessibility Mm -hmm. is what, um, what is one of the, the, the key jewels of, of being, you know, a believer, having that understanding. Um, and, and there was a, a guy on TikTok the other day, and I didn't send this to just because um, I I had one thought about it, and I I just I know some people's understanding of the Holy Spirit is a little different, but he was like, it was one of those TikToks where it's like it's funny, but not funny, ha ha, but funny. Oh yeah whatever. And his quotes that he was talking about is that he says the Holy Spirit's voice is not audible. Now, he says that we can only hear the Holy Spirit while reading the word of God. That is not completely accurate. Also, it is based on experience. So I was looking in the comments and some people were like, I've literally heard the voice of God, like in a room by myself, heard a voice like where'd that come from oh it's you God and he's basically telling all these people that they're wrong and that that's not right and somebody was like giving him scriptures he was like you're not looking into the text um correctly and I can't remember the scripture right now because the it was talking about the, the voice of the Holy Spirit and things like that so I said that to say this um as Jessica was talking um we were talking this morning we want to make sure we get the update and um I don't know if you guys were listening um a few weeks back we shared the story of the Windsor Hill accident Mm -hmm. on La Brea and Slauson in Los Angeles and how six people had passed away and um were killed in that accident and at that time you know I was praying genuinely in my heart like I pray that this was a medical situation and not just someone doing something on their own. Um, And it's kind of an, uh, what I call a sticky situation in a way, because technically it is medical, but it wasn't medical to where she was being physically um, injured at that time. Um, I guess I should tell this part before getting into what's happening with her. So the Holy Spirit, and this is what my mom and I drive down that street all the time. We go to the gas station sometimes where the, the accident happened, where the fire part broke out. And my mother was at work that day and she was on her lunch break around that time. And she was going to go grab food. She and a coworker were going to go grab food for some of the people in the office. And she was going to go somewhere in that direction. She was literally preparing the car and actually going towards that direction. And the Holy Spirit stopped her and said, no, go the other way. If she not would not have listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit, she could have been in that accident. And I am so grateful to the Holy Spirit for warning her. And I'm not, and some people may say, well, why didn't he warn the other people or why? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) It's such a sad situation. Um, 
it's something that I have thought about pretty much almost every day since it's happened. Um, not just that my mom could have been relieved from that, but I am thinking about the families of those that were hurt. And um, a few weeks ago, I was in Arizona and I did a book signing and I spoke at my father's church while I was there. And um, I was struggling with the sermon that the Lord had given me because you don't want to go into someone else's ministry and start talking about things like pain, like, you know, and I struggled because as soon as I received the assignment so that I was going to be preaching that Sunday, that's what started downloading in my spirit and in my heart. And I told Jessica, I was like, so this is what I'm thinking, but I don't know if it's for another book or should I do this for as a sermon? And I kept talking to Jess and it's, it's funny because, um, it's great to have friends in ministry because when you're stuck some in a sermon, especially like my mom has one of her, one of her girls, one of the girls in the group, they're closer. And when they feed each other, like their sermon notes mm-hmm. and before they preach or whatever, like, what do you think this works with this and all that? So just can I kind of do that too? Yeah. And so um, the scripture um, that I used that Sunday, um, well, the main scripture was second Corinthians 12 and seven. And, um, it starts talking about Paul and the thorn, um, that is in his side and how he asked God to remove this thorn and how he, you know, God was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that, bro. And that's the joy version. Mm -hmm. And eventually it clicked to Paul that sometimes we need to have these, these situations to keep us grounded, to keep us humble, um, to help us, uh, um, focus on God more than ourselves basically mm-hmm. is what the scripture is talking about. And I realized as I was preparing for this, um, he's, he wasn't talking about being in pain specifically, but he was talking about the inconvenience that this handicap was providing him. And he realized that in, you know, that's when the scripture says, when I am weak, you, when, when you are weak, he is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is, I used to hate that, honestly. I'm like, <laughs> well, I gotta be weak. Like, I, I, I honestly right. used to, there's a song like, and now let the weak say I am oh, strong. Taking a back. And let the poor say I am rich. And I'm like, I used to like not really like feel that song like that. But then, you know, as I've gotten older, I've understood it more and I yeah. understand the scripture or whatever. Um, and and we we get frustrated with the inconveniences in our lives, the pain, the, the scars, the different things in our lives that we start taking it out on those around us. We start doing things. We set we self inflict things and all of that. And it made me really truly think about this woman who had that accident. And I'm just I'm so grateful to the Holy Spirit. Seriously, yeah. um, anybody that says that God isn't real, anybody says that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to us or he doesn't have an audible voice there. Every experience. And I will say this, and this is from my own experience. Every experience with the Holy Spirit for every person is different. Mm -hmm. Now I will not tell you that God didn't speak to you audibly because I don't know that. I don't know what happened when you were praying and you heard the voice of the Lord. Um, I will say to from what I know, and I can go back and find out if I'm wrong or not, that the guy on TikTok was incorrect because God's voice can be audible and you can hear the voice of the Lord. Um, it's not just through people. 
It's not just through the word um, being taught. It's not just through reading your word. Um, But one of the things that I shared with Jessica this morning was, you know, I think about this accident and I think about what happened um, and why I said it was, it was health issue um, because she was dealing with a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's so sad and it really breaks my heart to talk about um, because it's just one of those situations where it could have been avoided um, if maybe she was on her meds that day or um, so basically for those of you who haven't been catching up know about the story. The young lady was a nurse. She was a travel nurse from Houston. She traveled, she did stuff in Houston and Los Angeles. She was currently working at Kaiser, uh, one of the Kaisers here in LA um, as an ICU nurse. Um, She was having a mental health crisis due to a relationship breakup. Um, when you have certain mental health health issues, especially bipolarism, um, triggers can be anything from the simplest thing to the deepest cut of the heart. And she was struggling with um, a deep cut of the heart. Um, and from what her friends and family have said is that relationships have always been a trigger for her and causes her to spin out. Um, in this instance, she spun out to a place where she wanted to take her own life. Um, that is why she did what she did. But in the end, she took the lives of six others and injured eight others. And now she is standing trial or will be standing trial. Um, she's out on $9 million bill or something like that. Originally, it started at four. And then as the charges kept kind of racking up, um, it went to $9 million bill. Um, her lawyer is now trying to state that she passed out like in that moment. Um, but according to, um, because she was driving a Mercedes, here's the thing. You, we have high tech cars nowadays. The car can tell tell on you basically. Mm-hmm. And remember, I don't know if you remember, but we talked about the fact that she was going over a hundred miles an hour. It was exactly 120 something miles an hour. Yeah. And she accelerated at the end and she accelerated. Um, you might be able to argue that she passed out and her foot just went down, but that is not the case. And I will say this. I saw when they pulled her out of her car, she was alert. When you're passed out and something like that happens, even as hard as that crash was, she should have been a little slumped over or whatever. She was sitting up straight, um, kind of just holding her head like, oh my God, um, as I've looked at video a few times. Um, and so... What God showed me in that moment is that sometimes we, and I shared this with Jessica before we started recording this morning, sometimes our pain causes us to make decisions that hinder hinder and hurt other people. And in this instance, her pain of that relationship, her pain of not wanting to be here, her pain and anguish over her mental health and how that challenges her caused her to make a decision that ended up changing the course um, of the lives of those people who who passed away and their friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I pray for them. There's been um, two of the people weren't even identified for several weeks after because they were burned so badly in the car that they didn't even have a name for them for at least two weeks. Um, 
So though I'm not boasting that my mother hurt the spirit, Holy Spirit and in just like doing a happy dance that she's alive, I am also at the same time because my God is so good. And when we listen to him, when we allow ourselves to truly hear what God is saying, he does change our direction so that we don't end up in something that we don't belong in, whether it's a car accident, whether it's a store where a shooting is about to happen, whether it's a job that we're not supposed to take, whether it's a relationship we're not supposed to be in, whatever the case is, us heeding to the, this voice of the Lord, and heeding to his Holy Spirit will open doors for us, not only save us. Mm-hmm. And um, to those families that are out there, I, I'm sure you know, I don't listen to us, but um, we are definitely praying. Um, yeah. I can imagine that the families having to go through these tri- the trial, um, having to um, the, the funeral service for the pregnant lady and her son was a few weeks ago. Um, it was open to the public. I just could not bring myself to, you know, going to do that. Definitely prayed for them. Um, Oh, and also the fiance that was in the car with her as well. So it was a triple funeral, uh, you know, and then the sister of one of the ones who was burned, she was on the news, like nobody cares about my sister. And the reality is, and my mom and I talked about this. It's not that we didn't care. We just didn't know who it was yet. And I had already been praying. Like there were people who found out a day later, that their family member had been gone because they had been calling, calling, calling and could never get them. And she shows up on the news the next day, like my sister, you know, and the tragedy of this whole situation has made me really feel like I'm, I told Jess, I'm in a very sensitive space with God and it's not bad. It's encouraging in a way. It's forcing me to (laughs) allow that inconvenience, that thorn in my side to make me sit and focus and turn to the grace of God more than I have in a while. And um, it's, it's vital for growth and, and, and things personally, but also in the things that, you know, we want to do together. And um, if you take nothing else, from what we say today, the the Holy Spirit's guidance is not just a high point or an extra token as the Christian relationship, but it is truly something that um, we need in order to navigate this life, in order to navigate um, our relationships, in order to make sure that we're making the best decisions on our homes, whatever the case may be. Um, God provided that door for Jess and John, and I'm so grateful that his Holy Spirit allowed her to even, you know, the, the mother to go by that day. There's no coincidences. God does things on purpose. And it's just one of those things like mom went by that house for a reason that day. You got the call for a reason that day and things moved within days. It wasn't a couple weeks when God has something for you. It doesn't always take 10 years, seven months, eight months, 15 months. Sometimes the 15 month waiting period is for you to learn and to grow and to trust God and to trust the spirit. But sometimes it happens like immediately. And so 
we just have to make, understand that the things and the inconveniences and things happen in our lives for a reason. Just trust him. Right. Just trust him. Amen. Just trust him. That's it. And I'm sorry for my sad TED Talk um. <laughs> sermon today. I feel like I am like draining the life out of this episode <laughs> because I'm so sad. But now I'm not sad, but it sounds sad. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I think I think that's heavy and light, right? Like th- that's mm-hmm. life. There's there's heavy and there's light and there is hard and there's easy and it's it's all things all together. And if we yeah. are to be the people and the women that God has called us to be, we have to yeah. do it in the heavy and the light. And, um, yeah, that's true. And, um, yeah, I, I think, I think to echo what Joy said, the takeaway is just listen for the voice of the Holy spirit, whether it's a gut feeling or an audible voice right? or, right. Or his word, certainly, um, obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. I think that, that God, God shows up in ways that we don't anticipate. And we think that God is only going to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. And and God is so much more than that. Um, And he is good. Even when we can't see that he is good, he is still good. He is still good. He is still good. As it reminds me of the song, my God is greater. My God is stronger. My God is higher than any other. Um, It was, that's one of my favorite worship songs because he is, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, he's bigger than that. No matter how you feel, no matter how weak or how unimportant you feel, he's stronger. You know, it doesn't, all of those things that we feel naturally sometimes, though we feel like it's so draining and it's so hard and it's so rough. When you remember who God is, Mm -hmm. It helps you a little bit more. It may not take away the pain immediately. It may not make everything better right away. But just knowing who he is, where he is, because he's with you at all times. You don't. One of the things Jackie Perry Hill said in that video, she said, we don't have to ask God to be with us because he's with us. Mm -hmm. Once you enter into a relationship with God, you don't have to keep saying, Lord, be with me. Lord, be with them as they go. He is already with him. You thank him for being with you. You thank him for going with you because he's already there. And if we remember how wonderful and how amazing and how big our God is, our circumstances and our things seem small compared to his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. That's what we learned in Sunday school right (laughs) he's got the whole world in his hands and i've always had this image of god having these big giant hands that hold all of us in it i don't know how he hears all of our prayers at one time i don't know how he understands every heartache at one time i don't know how he blesses so many at this and maybe not blesses immediately that i don't know why situations like that car accident happen i don't know why but i do know this that god is so good and he's so gracious and he no matter what the situation is he uses news he uses accidents he uses death he uses life he uses light as examples and understanding for us to not only walk in our purpose but to live intentionally and living for him i'm done amen i'm sorry get it i'm sorry preach it (laughs) i'm done i'm done (laughs) and on that note thanks on that note Thanks for listening today, guys. We are so glad that you're with us. And uh, yeah, if you've got thoughts, if you've got a cool story to tell about the goodness of God, we want to hear it. Yes. You can send us an email at podcast at joyandjess.com. You can drop a comment. If you're on YouTube, you can drop a comment in uh, down below. We'd love to chat with you. Um, You can find us on Instagram at we digress with joy underscore Jess. Um, I think that's all the ways. You can leave us a voice message at Mm joyandjess.com. 
Leave a uh, comment on the YouTube. Yeah. All the things. We want to chat with you <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check us out on the web at joyandjess.com. That's J-O-I-A-N-D-J-E-S-S dot com. We'll see you next week.